Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, got the hip hop artist Marty. Period. <laughs> on the show, um, he's got a couple songs that are streaming everywhere. Among them are Copy Me, Raps and Things, and Chers, and then Forever and Ever and Always is on SoundCloud. Marty, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, how are you doing today? Good, it's definitely been a day already. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I just locked myself out of the house and um, was like freaking out. And then my landlord suggested to climb through the window. So Marty just pushed me uh, through my bedroom window and I got in and got us in here. So thank you for the boost. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. You do, yeah. We had a nice little adventure beforehand. Yeah, no, we did. I was like, <laughs> that was that was just amazing. I'm like, Pumped up after that. <laughs> um, Break into your own house. Yeah, uh, I know, right? With my landlord's house. With your landlord. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking twist. But anyway, um, so Marty, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we examine love, fear, passion, and creativity uh, throughout through you know our minds and examining just basically like what drives you and why you do what you do. Okay. Um, so I saw that you uh, recently hit. I believe it was last week you hit. Uh, it's been a year since you started doing music. Congratulations. Year. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I never thought that. First, I never thought I'd be making music, let alone be doing this for a whole year now. Yeah. Does it feel like a year? No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Like, time flies after a while. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see just everything that sort of, like, led up to uh, your eventual decision to really start to start it. So like, let's, let's get into it. So I guess like Marty, tell me before you were doing music, like what, what were you doing? Literally nothing. <laughs> I, I feel like before music, I was just kind of like living in a rut. I was going to work, coming home, mm -hmm. going to work, coming home, yeah. going to work, coming home. Monotony. And, yeah, and I just, I felt so complacent, and I ended up meeting Lake, was it back in 2017? Shout out Lake. Shout out to Lake. Uh, I went to Mango's at the mm -hmm. time, and there was like a little hip-hop contest going on, and one of my other buddies was supposed to perform, uh, T-Bills, and I believe his set got pushed all the way to the back because like he had like a car trouble issue something yeah. like that so he wasn't even able to make it and lake was on the lineup oh wow i saw him perform and i was like oh i like this kid who is this guy mm -hmm. uh, after after his set got a social media you know introduced myself and ever since then we kind of like we talked consistently and then he had a new year's release party that year for his project i believe was charismatic and that's when I met all the cronies. I met like Eli, DJ the Genius, mm. um, the ADHD, and I feel like it was at that moment I was like, I love what these guys are doing. Yeah. I kind of want to do that. Right. I just kind of kept the relationship between all of them, and eventually one summer was it uh, last summer, Gene, Lake, and I were all at Gene's house. And Gene was working on a song, 
and Lake ended up getting on the song, and I guess they kind of heard me like freestyling in the background, just kind of saying dumb shit. Yeah, right. And as we tend to do. Yeah, <laughs> as we, yeah, literally. Right. And Gene heard me and was like, "All right, Marty, now it's your turn." And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't do this. I don't, that's not my thing. And he's like, well, you're going to do it now. <laughs> and he gave yeah. me the headphones and that's how Liar came to be. Wow. And now that's like, everybody loves Liar when we perform that song. Yeah. So it's, I was at the right place at the right time meeting the right people, I guess. Yeah, totally. You definitely have to be like immersed in that energy in order to like find it within yourself to do yeah. it. I remember I felt that a lot, like... When I went to uh, 889 for like the, um, it was like for the, like the music awards that they do like every year. And that was like when I knew that like, that was when I was in like a place of like, where I felt like I just have nothing going for me right now. So I need to like put myself out there and like find some kind of new outlet. Right. And I felt so like inspired from just watching like all the amazing creatives and musicians and just fascinating people all in one room right. at one time and it made me really want to like have that mm. and yeah and like and that really like you start craving like just having that for yourself and being a part of it you know absolutely yeah I feel that a lot yeah from there when did it turn into like okay now I'm making music I don't think I really was taking it serious until I did my first show, mm. which was the now open one cronies like uh, show that we had at the Cactus Club. Oh yeah. And I guess when I like saw the reaction on people's faces of them being shocked that I could make music, because even yeah. I was kind of shocked that I was on stage. And right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was at that moment that I was like, all right, yeah, I can do this. And then I think it was like right after that show is when I started working on raps and things with mm -hmm. um, Austin Chapline. Shout out to Austin. Mm -hmm. um, and then that turned into a music video with Gonzalez Visuals. And oh, I, shout out Roger. Shout out to Roger. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they make movies, man. Roger. Oh, right. Yeah. Man. But I feel like it was at that moment filming the music video and then the show combined. It was like, all right, this is real this is happening I, I'm doing this like mm -hmm. at this point there's no going back like right yeah um right you've set like that precedent yeah yeah so if yeah I feel like it, it took a couple months so let's see I started in like August and then yeah like I said like December is around the time I started taking it seriously and yeah. at that time I think I had like two songs out it was copy me no three it was copy me liar and then uh, a song that I did with my buddy little sharpie uh, called Pass It. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, like, do you think you're, for your first show, like, reflecting on it, like, like, do you think you, like, succeeded? Like, do you think it went well for what it was? I think so, considering I'm still doing it. I feel like if it would have went awful, I'd be like, oh, God. I'm, this is not for me. Yeah. This is not for me. <laughs> yeah. It's not my thing. I'm good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because a lot of times, like, people, it's like that first that first impression like makes it or breaks it for a lot of people. Well, that's dope that like, you know, you really felt like this was you. Yeah. You know? Which is weird. Cause like I said, I never would have thought that I'd be doing this. Cause like I was always one to like kind of hold everything in and never share anything. Yeah. So the fact that now I'm channeling those feelings and kind of putting it out there a little more like slowly, 
I never would have thought I'd do this. Like that, right. that's so weird to me still. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's awesome. So, um, so yeah, like. Um, had you had much experience like being in front of people like you know doing anything like that before like even like talking in front of people really the only thing remotely close to the music thing is I did acting for like two or three years in high school okay but even then like the first year may have like the first year or so I took that class as like a, a throwaway credit because it counted as art but then after that first year, I was like, I kind of like this. And then I kind of went into directing and then um, improvisation acting. And at that, I kind of like, I don't know, it was fun to like channel different people, which I feel like you can kind of do that with music. Because mm -hmm. every song, it's almost like you're telling a different story. So yeah. I, I feel like maybe that had something to do with it. But yeah, prior to that, no, I didn't do anything like singing right, or... Yeah any kind of like shows stuff like yeah because like even when you're acting it's like you're being a character yeah you're not being yourself yeah like when you're when you're performing and like music when you're doing your original compositions in front of other people it's like that's like that's your own piece and yeah. like you're being your authentic self and like um and that's like kind of as as vulnerable as you can really be yeah you know absolutely yeah yeah, like the Forever and Ever and Always song that I have is probably my most vulnerable song. I hate performing it. I, oh. I hate it, but at the same time, I know that's probably one of my best songs that I have. Sure. What's it about? Uh, it is about a breakup that I went through a few years oh, ago. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was always a real touchy subject for me, and... I remember making that song. I was in Beloit with my homie T9. Shout out to OKT98. OK and I... What song were we making? I think we were making... I want to say it was Churz, actually. <laughs> it was either Churz or a song that I have on my album that I'm not going to say much about yet. Okay. But at some point when he was mixing, I got real in my head and in my feelings for some reason. And I was like... I sent him a beat and I was like, put this on real quick. Let me just do this real quick. Mm -hmm. I went in for a one take. I got everything off my chest and I felt like I was having an anxiety attack the whole time. My chest is like pounding, my heart's racing, I'm shaking and mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I got that off my chest. I'm good. I never want to touch this song again because I felt like it was just me getting stuff out that I never really let out yeah and it's just I was tired of holding it in oh, yeah I don't know I was letting it all out and I don't know I never wanted to touch that song again I never had any intentions to like go for a final version which is why I only have it on SoundCloud mm -hmm. but I I honestly I had that song sitting on private since January and I didn't release it to like a month or two ago <laughs> and yeah. yeah I don't know and I I didn't even release it I guess I released it on my end because I wanted to, but I had I had showed it to a few other people just because I wanted to know what they thought about it, and every one of them was like, yeah, you need to put that out. Mm -hmm. And I, I still don't know how I feel about the song. Like I said, I don't really like performing it because I still get an anxiety attack every time because yeah. that song is just so, like, like I said, it's a sensitive subject, right. so yeah. I, I don't like to touch on it too much, and I yeah. feel like that's the past now. Like, I'm over that. At this right. point, I'm over it. What happened, happened, and... 
Right. I don't know. I'm good now. Like I'm, I'm glad that I let it all out. Yeah, totally. You got to do that. You know, like you gotta, you really gotta just sort of put something out into the world that allows you to move forward from it. Yeah. Because if you hadn't, you know, for all you know, you could be still dwelling on it. Exactly. That was like my own closure in a sense. Like I gave myself the reassurance that I needed that I was like, yeah, okay, now let's move on. We're done with this. Right. Like, so that was like a, a nice and the final conclusion of yeah, a story. Totally. Yeah. I feel that. I, sometimes I got to make that, that Facebook status of some, something festering in me that I really just got to let out. And right. once it's out, it's out. And I can like, you know, go wait and get pissed about something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, tell me about Chur's. Chur's. That song, uh, I, I got that beat from my buddy Daniel Pleva. Shout out to Daniel. And I, I don't really know how that song happened. I just, I listened to it and I was like, okay, this is kind of like a real hype beat. I need mm. to do something with it. And it's kind of like a dab anthem. I, I do smoke a lot of oil. As you oh, can tell, I'm nice. literally wearing an oil shirt. Oh, if you don't know what this is, you should know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I that's literally what the song is about is dabbing and I do that a lot so it kind of made sense. <laughs> right, sure. Well, hey, that's cool. I mean, smoke songs, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know it's corny. Everybody does that. But at the same time, that's still a piece of who I am. I, right. I've dabbed for years. So yeah. I don't, I remember dabbing before it was really a thing, and people were like, dude, you're a fucking crackhead. What is that? Why do you have a torch? Like, Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Every time you whip the torch out, everybody's right. like, whoa. They get so, like, taken aback. Yeah, yeah. that is not weed. It is like, right. it's, it's weed, chill. Like, right. Yeah, no, that's, that's funny. Like, uh, I remember, like, the first time I'd ever had friends that, like, one of my friends started dabbing, like, because I, I don't even smoke weed, but like my friends would be really into it. Like it was like the summer after our senior year of high school was when like all my friends started taking dabs and like you just get like like stupid high. Um, yeah, it's but it's definitely next level. <laughs> right, but now like people smoke dabs so much that that's become like their new like default yep. high. You know? Yep. Does like normal weed even cut it for you? <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't. I don't really like smoking like blunts or like bowls with anybody because I feel like I'm wasting their weed. Like they could be getting high, and I'm just. I could keep smoking that shit all day and yeah. it'll barely do anything for me. So right. I don't know. I I love wax. That kind of like ties into the whole like bee thing because mm -hmm. Snapchat a few years ago had a bee filter and there was like honey coating the yeah, edges. I remember. And I thought that was Snapchat's way of being slick for talking about oil because that came out around 420 oh. and I was like all right snapchat you're not slick I know what you're right. doing here and that kind of just stuck we see we see the subliminals yeah yeah <laughs> I we all know what you meant <laughs> right yeah um, so who have you been working with since you started making music I'm working besides with, Lake besides Lake uh, a lot of the cronies um, I've got a song with Joshua Jenkins on my album. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Lake and I have a song on my album. Producer-wise, I've been working with OKT98 okay, up in Beloit, um, Nobi from Milwaukee, um, Daniel Pleva. I've got Austin Chapline out in Tennessee. Damn. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like to 
branch out to different producers because I like how each one of them have different styles, but yet it's my style. Right. It's yeah. so weird. Um, totally. But yeah, artist-wise, I really want to start working with more people. Like I've been dying to get a Schlee Berry feature. Oh, like, shout out Schlee. Shout out to Schlee. We hate know, you. We hate you. No, we don't. I love you. I, <laughs> I adore you, actually. I know she's busy, though. But, right, yeah. But that's uh, all. That would be sick. I would love a Schlee Berry feature. But um, Eli Stones and I are going to be working on a song. Shout out Eli. Uh, fuck. There's just... I don't know. I've been working with a lot of people. And I kind of like that. Because I like branching out to other artists because like I said they all have their own different style but yet I feel like it's fitting for me right and I, I don't know I get weird when people say like do I sound like a Milwaukee rapper because none of us sound the same none of us are I don't know I feel like you can't compare a lot of us because we all have such similar right. styles and they're good. such different styles and tastes that it's hard to call us similar mm -hmm. so I don't really know what people consider a typical Milwaukee rapper right yeah like you know if you're in it for the right reasons if you have like the heart behind it then you're 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 your own thing yeah and it's cool like that you're working with like a lot of different producers because it, it broadens your horizons of like what you can do with your own sound yeah you know and that's for sure in a way that's like what it's half of what not only the producers making the beat, but it's also helping you like really see what you're capable of and shit. So right. like, I mean, considering you've only been doing this for a year and you're already working with a lot of shit, like that's, I mean, it sounds like it's been a, uh, you're off to a great start. It's been a very busy year. I, my main focus right now is working on my album. I, I originally wanted nine songs that was it nine songs one project and I got to about six or seven and realized I can't put these all on one project but at the same time they're they're all they're all telling a similar story because each one of them is a piece of my life that I feel like each piece only a few people know about Sure. So, so I decided to split my album up into two parts. I'm gonna do side A, but I'm gonna spell it A Y E. So you know, A yeah. turn up, and that's gonna be the hype side, the side that I feel like a lot of people see mm -hmm. when they see me, because I'm always in a good mood, stuff like that. You know, yeah. I'm trying to get the vibe right. And then I'm gonna do side B, obviously spelled B E E. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That side is gonna be the more the more vulnerable and the more emotional stuff, the shit that really makes you think. Mm -hmm. And this is all gonna be under the secret life of beat. As of now, I think there's five on each side, but I think I want to go for eight on each side. Oh, I, sure. But I feel like it's a lot of music. At the same time, I've made a lot of songs since then that I I feel like don't fit, and I'm. Not that they're throwaway songs, but those are gonna go on a separate project. I see. That I've titled Busy Beat. Nice. <laughs> right. Wow. With the same yep. B. Yep. Yeah. Um man, you like bees, man. I do. Save Which, the bees. Save the bees. Save the fucking so, bees. That's funny that you say that, cause uh Lily, Lily Shay, shout out Shout out Lily Shay. Check out her photography, Please really do. dope photographer. Yeah, she's like one of my main photographers. She actually suggested 
for my album release that I do like a fundraiser for like a saving the bees kind yeah. of thing and I think that'd be kind of cool I like I never thought about that until oh, yeah. as soon as you said that I was like yeah that's the move speaking of which I've barely seen any bees out this summer like not even like and I haven't even seen like any hornets too much or anything like I haven't been worried about getting stung and it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of depressing like it's like I like because that was a huge thing like growing up is like every summer it's like you know we're you're attacked by the bees yeah you're you're you know you're like swatting the bees away and shit because like they're you're but I mean granted I haven't been outside that much <laughs> this summer I've been filming a lot <laughs> right yeah I've been here but like there's not that many bees around I feel right yeah it's so weird. Save the bees, save the planet. Really save the bees, man. Drink water. And yeah. <laughs> we're we're hydrated. We're staying hydrated mm. all twenty nineteen and so on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Each like the the A and the B is like are you dropping it all at once? No. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna drop well in a perfect world, I would like to drop side A before the the end of this year. Um and then side B I don't want to give an exact date, but around March okay, is sure. when, in a perfect world, if I can, you know, get my head out of my ass and start right. finishing this, but I feel like I'm just, recently I've had really bad writer's block, oh, yeah, and happens. I like, I've been in a weird mental state, so like, it's been kind of hard to write, and like, it's almost weird working on side B because it's almost like sometimes you're voluntarily or I'm voluntarily making myself sad to get in that headspace mm -hmm. and having already like anxiety and depression I don't really need that yeah. but um, I don't know it's just it's weird working on that side and like I said voluntarily making yourself sad so. we had to relocate to my basement <laughs> because uh, my uh, um, my roommate is teaching piano right now so we had to get out of her way. But anyway, um, so you said that you are dropping your album part one, hopefully by the end of this year, part two yep. in March or so. Hopefully. Sure. Um, perfect world. Yeah. Um, being that, like, you're still, like, pretty new to the whole music making stuff, like, do you feel like there's this, like, innate pressure that you have to put a lot of stuff out? Absolutely. Because, like... Oh my god, it doesn't help that like when you sign up for like the artist uh artist developer, whatever they called, apps for the music streaming sites, so like the Spotify for artists, Apple for artists, SoundCloud for artists, whatever. Mm -hmm. They'll send you reminders when you haven't posted in a while and it's oh, really? like, Hey, you haven't posted anything, you should probably get on that. Otherwise you're gonna lose followers and nobody's gonna like you anymore. It's like, oh well Wow. Fuck. Alright, I guess I should put something out and then you kinda of feel obligated, so there's definitely a little bit of pressure, yeah. But I don't know. I try to not let that bother me because I don't want to like set expectations. I just kind of whatever happens happens. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I there's definitely pressure. <laughs> I feel like that's such a like record industry like commercial thing to do is to like be reminding you like all the shit like you're not doing yeah. and that you have to like be putting something out to stay relevant so yeah. much like yeah that's that's commercialism for you absolutely yeah. it's frustrating <laughs> right yeah so how would you describe your shows very energetic 
Yeah. I don't remember, I don't know what which the last show that you've come to, but recently we've been... actually have not seen you perform. Really? I do need to see. You uh, well, I've got a show September 21st. It's in Beloit. If you can make the drive, oh, wow. but yeah, we've been doing a lot of shows out in Beloit because they definitely know how to turn up. Do they? Yes, they do. But <laughs> uh, they're very energetic. I feel like if I had to use one word, that would be the word. I still remember. I think it was the now open to the Cronies and Friends show. Mm -hmm. I was performing with Lake. And I literally turn around for a second just to grab like a sip of water because my bottle's already open when I perform just so I can just quick right. and then go back to yeah, it. Yeah. I do that and as soon as I turn back around, Lake's shirt is off. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? What just happened? Yeah. And he's like obviously throwing the shirt, throwing his hat off somewhere. He's just going at it. And I'm like, all right, that's what we're doing. I'm definitely not taking my shirt off. But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're definitely energetic shows. Shows, man, I can't talk. English it's, is hard. I can't, I can't either. Man. English it's is hard. Okay. That, that's really the entertaining component of it, beyond just the music. Yeah. When you know your homie's taking his shirt off and uh, you know gets yeah. a gets a reaction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. So um, I guess like uh, yeah, like you said that like your songs that are going to be coming out on your new album, the like your both sides yep. um, are different components of like your personality or different things that like people don't know about you like yeah. so do you feel like you as a person are like experiencing a lot of like 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 you're getting more in touch with yourself or like you're experiencing a lot of personal growth through all this absolutely uh, I've learned more about myself in this past year than I probably did the previous 22 years yeah uh, it's, it's weird, like, just still learning about yourself every day about, you know, your, what, what makes you tick and what, you know, what makes you think about certain things and, I don't know, I feel like this album really, it, it's almost like a personal growth project mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, I don't care if one person listens to it, I know that this, making this album literally helped me find myself so at the end of the day it, i did it for me so yeah yeah did. and if the people like it that's the icing on the cake right <laughs> exactly like you know it and people will naturally gravitate towards something that you put out because it is you mm -hmm. you know um when you are a creative of some sort you can sort of like it goes back to that real see real where it's like you can sort of see in someone else and their work like whether or not like it's authentic or yeah. whether they're just doing it because of like clout or yeah. something like that you know which gotta hate that word yeah clout clout is do anything for clout right <laughs> yeah the word grind that's another always on my grind i get very desensitized too yeah. these days um, i feel that right um i say it all the time but do not become a big things coming Type person. Oh God, big things Ag coming. Aggravating phrase. I'm making moves in silence. Yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad I'm seeing all the work you're not doing. Right. Like, it's so corny. Yeah, but um, what are like, I guess like topics? Yeah, yeah, topics. Perfect. Um, lots of weed. Weed, right? That's a weed, but for recreational reasons and also for like a 
I just need to get out of my head and go somewhere else. So, so both, you know, for medicating and recreationally, uh, there's heartbreak, there's losing loved ones, uh, there's party time music, uh, when your drink's running low. Oh, yeah. Um, right, yeah. I, I don't know, man. There's, there's everything. There's literally, it's highs and lows. There's... That I feel like that's why I call it the secret life of be like I said because it's it's all aspects. There's I, I feel like I'm talking about a little bit of everything. Um, so speaking of weed um, <laughs> and slash dabs, um, like so I imagine it's something like you do like daily. It's like part of your routine. Yeah, sure. wake up, dab, get ready for work. Dab. Ma maybe do another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, go to work. Definitely don't do it at work. Right, yeah. We're not condoning uh, on the job <laughs> no. turning up or anything. No, God, no. I would never do that. Yeah. Uh, get off work, dab, dab again, dab, <laughs> yeah. go to bed. Probably like 3 a.m. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's probably time for a dab. Right. <laughs> oh, shit, I had a bad dream, dab. Dab, <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's a routine. I don't know. I just, that's... So... I don't want to sound like the typical stoner. It's like, oh man, it's medicinal. Because I absolutely do it for recreational reasons. But mm -hmm. uh, I stopped taking my antidepressants when I was like 17, maybe 18. Because mm -hmm. those things made me feel like zombie, like a zombie. Oh, yeah. Like the antidepressants, I was on anti-anxiety medication and I also have PTSD. So I was on medication for that as well. And just, It's a hard thing to medicate. I just felt numb and like I knew it was really bad when a good uh, a good family member of mine passed away and I was like numb like I don't know I was numb to it I didn't have a reaction I didn't cry I didn't feel anything it was like alright and just went to my room and did my homework yeah and then I don't know I don't know if like I woke up the next morning and I obviously wasn't on my pills anymore and I just like I came to my senses that he was gone, and I was like, wait, why did the fuck, why didn't I react last night? Mm -hmm. And just, I don't know, those things made me feel weird. So I, I stopped taking those, and just strictly was smoking weed. And it, I mean, it made me feel a little bit better. I mean, I definitely feel better than I was being on all those fucking pills, because those things, man, I don't know. Right. And they just keep shoving them down your throat. Oh, these don't work? Let's give you these two and try those out. And then, yeah. then you got to deal with side effects. And right. then when you get off, then you got to deal with the withdrawals because all of them have some form of a withdrawal symptom. And I don't know, man. Those things, I don't know. Pick your poison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, like, you're absolutely right. Like, um, <clears throat> that's why I was very... Cause like I also have like anxiety and mm -hmm. other various mental health issues, mm -hmm. and like for the longest time I was very uh, hesitant with the idea of meds because of a they they take time to work. Yes. B the side effects. Yes. And C, what if I feel worse on them? Yes, and that happens a lot. Yeah, and I happened like so I tried like. Uh, I remember, like, I tried an antidepressant, Lexapro. Yep. I tried. I was on that for a while. Yeah. Um, and, like, I felt very much not myself. Like, mm -hmm. even after I took it, like, one, like, a day, 
uh, and I remember like having like a panic attack the next day. And then I tried it another time, and I just sort of how you said I felt like a zombie. Like I just felt like I wasn't myself. Like I felt very like disconnected from yeah, the surroundings. Like you're, you're there, but you're not there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like I'd rather just feel anxious as hell and like being be a nervous wreck than feel that yeah. very disconnected. Um, now I'm on med. I am on meds that mm-hmm. like um, that uh, are much less like they're a different. They're an SNRI, not an SSRI. Okay. Um, I'm on um, Effexor now, okay. and it's helped me a lot. I've been on it for two and a half years, nice. but. Like, but I was even worried about, like, trying those, like, so a doctor, like, put me on, like, the lowest dose possible, which got me, like, where I needed to be, and it turned out it works for me. But That's good. Right, but that, that's, I'm lucky. Yeah, Like, I feel fortunate to have found a med that works for me, because, like, there's that trial and error where it's like, this doesn't work, we're going to try this instead, and, like... You're oh my just God. side effects may include anxiety, depression. Right. It's like I already have that. It's like, what do you yeah, mean? <laughs> exactly. It's like isn't this supposed to like, you know, help me not yeah. feel all the shit that's listed that's like like you know, it's you like may you can, have suicidal thoughts. Right. Like, oh all right, oh, that's that's what I needed. Right. As if like I'm not right. like as if like, I'm not already contemplating. Right. Like, as yeah, if I don't, I don't I'm not already in a fucking rut. Yeah. But but like, Those things, man. So yeah, you are pretty lucky that you were able to find something that at least helps you cope a little bit. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh. But I'm also glad you found your own medicine. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, really is like um, weed. I mean, in the same way, like meds are. Like weed is also a medicine mm-hmm. uh, for many people, and it doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work for everybody. No. Like it doesn't work. It's for very me. subjective. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, I get like anxious and paranoid as hell when I smoke weed, mm-hmm. but a lot of other people chill out and are a lot more in touch with themselves yeah. when they do smoke. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, as long as it's healthy and as long as you're still being productive and as long as you're still like, you know, people are taking care of like other departments of their lives. Yeah then, you know, it's totally, like, okay to do whatever yeah. it is you do. Like, it doesn't become a problem until it starts altering with your life. Right. Like, if, if you know, if you got to stop doing something just to go get your fix, there's a problem. Like, if I were to fucking run off stage just to go hit a dab, I've got right. a fucking problem. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just as long as you've got everything under control... Be safe about it, you know, do your thing. Right. Yeah, and like I mean I I love drinking. You know, drinking is very fun and and uh it helps me get loose and it's just a huge part of how I uh relax or or feel good. Mm-hmm. But I know that, you know, I gotta be careful about it myself. Right. Um and other people, yeah, like other people just don't do it because like it's not yeah, like it I don't drink. A yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't dwell on that because it, it'll be a problem. I get really in my head when I drink, and that's the last thing I need. Yeah. So like, if you ever see me with a drink, I'm probably having a really bad day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same with me for if you see me like uh, taking a taking a, a dab yeah. or uh, taking a puff off of a joint or something like that, <laughs> and that's how you know. I'm... All right, Marty. Yo. Oh, we got a. Uh...
Shout out Phil. Yeah, Phil's been in the house this whole time. Um, yeah, uh, man, I apologize for my basement's uh, really uh, sort of erratic yeah. erratic lighting here. But good. Um, yeah, but we made do. Uh, so Marty, uh, um, it was really great to like get to know you more, talking about your music, but also like um, talking about you know real shit. Like yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, me. man. So tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night? My own thoughts. <laughs> yep. Right. The psyche. Yeah. Totally. What puts you to sleep, though? Dabs. Dabs. Right? <laughs> yeah. We kind of answered that this whole episode. Thanks for being on the show, Thank man. you for having me. Yeah. Um, I will be putting uh, links to Marty's music. Uh, remember to check his stuff out. And uh, keep an eye out for A and B. Buzz, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Two, three, four.